0: Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown.
1: Happy New Year! Man, it is a new year, but we are storming into 2018, leaving 2017 in the with a blink of an eye. It is time to move forward and move on. You are listening to The Get Down with Hurley Brown coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida. And family, we got a great show for you today. There's a, there's a whole lot that has happened since we last got together. We last got a chance to talk in these college football games, these playoffs. Man, I had a dose of football yesterday that'll last me for a lifetime. I really enjoyed my football yesterday. And everybody that's sitting out there talking all of this crap about the playoffs and they can't get it right. I think we got it right. I think we, we, we got it as best as we can possibly get it. But today we're going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to talk about Scott Frost and the perfect season for the UCF Knights, those fighting Knights. And I tell you what, Scott, man, we're going to miss you down here in Central Florida. You gave us a a season, man, that nobody could have believed in. Thank you for everything. Good luck to you out there at Nebraska. Man, it's time to move on. But again, we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about UCF. We're going to talk about the University of Georgia, my homeboys. Oh, James Coley and Dallas Crawford going to the ship. They made it to the ship. Well, it's a new day, a new time, and Georgia finally makes it back to the national championship. That is awesome. Then we're also going to talk about Alabama football. Defenses win championships. I don't care what they say. Offenses put up numbers. They make the game interesting. They sell tickets. But defenses Win championships, so we're going to talk about all of that today. And then towards the end of the show, we're going to get into Black Monday. Now, Black Monday, it's a it's a day that has been named Black Monday because it's a dark day for coaches, particularly in the National Football League. This past weekend was the last game for the regular season, and a lot of coaches. I'm not going to say a lot of coaches, but some coaches. Have gotten the axe, of going home, and that's very unfortunate. It changes lives, people. But we're going to talk to you about that. But right now, I got my guy with me, my co-host Kelvin Harris, Kelvin the nasty man Harris. Kelvin, man, happy New Year to you, my brother. And Kelvin, before happy we New get Year, going, baby. what are your New Year's resolutions, Kevin?
2: Uh, just to do better in 2018. Do better. Stay healthy. They healthy and do better.
1: PCS and make make gloves of money. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I tell you what. To get down, man, I'm sitting here, and my resolutions are very similar to what yours are. I, I want to be a better Hurley Brown. I want to be, and it has to be a lifestyle. My main man, Ray Lewis, was telling me not too long ago. It has to be a lifestyle. So Ray, you're absolutely right. Every day I'm gonna when I wake up, I'm gonna wake up with being better, the first thing on my mind. I want to be better than I was the day before. So well, uh, my resolution- I'm going to add, a, ex- gonna add, a, go add ahead. a resolution
2: to that. Win the championship. Now I ain't talking about, you know, teams. I'm talking about me Win the championship, you know, championship of life.
1: The championship of, there you go. Hey, the American dream, right Kel? The, hey, winning man, the American not? dream. Winning a championship, yeah. but tell me, hey now let me ask you this though: is winning a championship in life similar to winning a championship in college football where defenses win championships, or is life more of an offensive minded no
2: I, I, I think I think it's similar. I mean, you know, um they always say uh what running games and defense uh, travel? well, you know, it's the same
1: thing in life. I hear you, my brother. So we're going to both do you know, that. We're yeah, going to win the championship that, of life. Yeah. And we're going to definitely win the play. championship of life with the get down with Hurley Brown sitting here. Family again, we are here. We are, man, I'm telling you, I'm so, I'm jacked, Kevin. There were some great games this past weekend. Yeah, well, you, I'm you. surprised me, though. They got me. You didn't think they were going to win? No, I did, I did not think that they, not not Auburn. Not the SEC. You know, I mean, my cousin, he's a big supporter of UCF. I'm 45 minutes away from UCF. And I'm sitting back there, and I'm like, hey, look, I saw him the very first game of the season. I watched him play FIU. I actually called the game, but I called it. Mm -hmm. I called it back then. I called it back at the end of August, beginning of September. I can't remember. I think it was August 27th, something like that. But anyway, that very first game of the season, I'm calling the game. I'm watching UCF just completely destroyed FIU. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even in Ranging the same stadium. The stadium. Ran us out of the stadium. We went home. Let, oh, my God. Now, nah. but back then, Kelvin, I told you then. I thought UCF was going to win the conference. I knew UCF was going to, was going to win the American Athletic Conference. I knew it back then. But I had no idea that they would beat Auburn, the War Eagles. No, Bo Jackson, Charles Barkley. Come on, now. I mean, hey, I thought, I thought, I, thought him, I thought South Florida was going. I thought South Florida
2: was going to conference, but I thought Central Florida would be like ten and two. I, I, I didn't see. I didn't see thirteen and all. No, I, I,
1: didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. I thought. I thought they would maybe struggle with South Florida. But I tell you what, Scott, man, they, they, did a, uh, they did an amazing job, an amazing job. Now, let's talk about the game for a little bit now, because I thought that it was a display of quarterback, uh, of the quarterback play. And I thought well, McKenzie, you know, a good DCF, game. yeah, I thought he had a great game. He had a great game, and Auburn's quarterback, Stidham, I thought he had the worst well, game of, of, of this year.
2: You know, the ironic twist about it is, Hurley, is that McKenzie Milton would be lucky to play in the CFL, and Jerry Stidham's going to be a first-round draft pick. But McKenzie Milton definitely outplayed Jerry Stidham yesterday. He made some bad reads. Um, him and the receivers weren't on the same page. But to me, it 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 magnifies a bigger problem I see at Auburn. They got a bubblegum, elementary-ass offensive scheme. They don't give that kid any help. Basically, it's... And they talked about it at the beginning of the year because when they played Clemson, they gave up 11 sacks. And they got held at six points. But they were talking about how Chip Lindsey wants to toss the ball 90 times a game. Well, Gus Malzahn's offense is predicated on running the ball... You know, they give you a lot of eye candy. And I think you as a defensive player can appreciate this. They run the same plays but out of different formations and with different um, distractions. But all they really want to do is just run dive. They just show it to you in different forms. And then while you're playing dive, they'll toss a play action pass over your head. Well, Chip Lindsay wants to throw the ball all game. So it took him about four weeks to figure out a happy medium. But either way, the game plan is simple. There's not a lot of crossing routes. Um, the, 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 there's really no route concepts. It's basically we're going to run, 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 and then we're going to toss a deep pass. And to Central Florida's credit, they figured that out, and they played great coverage. And number 18, the kid with one hand, was a grown man yesterday.
1: Man, Shaquem Griffin has been a grown man for a long time. As a matter of fact, i brought that name up because he was a defensive player of the game. And I, t- I remember Shaquem when him and his brother – came down to Kemp when I was coaching at the University of Miami. And again, you Mm -hmm. know, everybody has the same, we had the same stereotypes, the same conclusions, you know, same thoughts rather, you know, Kemp with one hand can't play football. But he has has been an inspiration to everybody that I know that you can do whatever it is that you want to do if you put your mind to it. This kid is phenomenal. This kid, I'm telling you, and I take my hat off to him. You know, his brother's playing, I think, with the um, San Diego Chargers of L.A. Chargers. No, with the Seattle Seahawks. He's with the Seattle Seahawks. Shaquille is with the Seahawks? Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, well, All here's right.
2: the thing they said about, about Shaquille yesterday. Um, He lives in the meeting room. Like, literally lives in the meeting room. I mean, yes. he watches extra film. He'll stay overnight. And I think, Hurley, in this, you know, you... were in the culture just a year or so ago and the thing I see from the outside looking in is and I talk about I talk to some of our kids about this you know at UM about you you watch these two documentaries we did and you know they'll say it inspired them I said, but what the documentary and Billy did a good job with both of them but what he didn't capture was how much film
1: we watched Hurley I mean come on I know I know and and that that was one thing about the whole and that's what I keep telling everybody they did not talk about, on, on either one of those 30 for 30s, they did not talk about how hard we worked, Kelvin. They, they no. didn't talk about that. What they, they you know, and, and again, it's, it's good for TV. Yeah, it's, it'll sell tickets, everybody wants to watch it. But Ryan McNeil well, was the only one that alluded to the fact of how hard we really worked, how much hey, film hey, hey. We, we watched.
2: Yeah, and and the thing about it is I I remember this. I I tell people this all the time. I remember my redshirt freshman year. I was still playing linebacker. And I remember Jimmy called the the proverbial no class week because we was playing Florida State. And he made everybody come over there early. And I remember the uh, scout team was watching film with the offense with Coach Stevens. And I remember Mike and Brian and Brett get all excited because they was looking at Dietrich Dodds and like, yeah, yeah. And I was confused, like, man. He got on a neck roll, and I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And then they start breaking it down. Like, and then I remember later on in the year we were playing. Somebody and said, yeah, we throwing to him. Like, you know, I mean, these guys, Mike Irvin, You know, you talk about these guys. They got, you know, you you've talked about it many times about how you, you you work with, you know, worked out with Mike. But he not only worked hard training, but them guys they knew how to break down a film and spot the weakness. In in a defense or in a player, and you know Coach Stevens, and then on the on the, on the defensive side, Coach Montee, those guys know how to spot weaknesses. And I just think right now, that's missing, missing from the coaches and missing from the players. Because I don't with the twenty hour week, I think that handicapped all you coaches because them kids said at twenty hours and one minute, I'm done, and they stopped putting in the extra work and. You see it on the field. I mean, the kids can sit there and try and lie to you and say they're not putting in the work, but the Shaquem Griffin guy is an example of a guy who's putting in the work because he was making instinctful
1: plays yesterday.
2: It's like he was in the huddle with Auburn.
1: Yeah. And and, and again, I tell you, man, there is a process, and he's one of those guys that are process-driven. And don't forget when the yeah. University of South Florida was getting ready to play UCL. Coach... Um, Coach Charlie Strong made a comment about that handicapped kid. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, and he was trying to be, you know, supportive. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a negative comment. It was like, you know, I think that guy does a great job considering the, his handicap. Yeah, man, Shaquem got upset. Shaquem got mad. Shaquem said, "I'm not handicapped. He does not consider himself well, to be handicapped. He considers well, himself." Yeah to be a great football player. Now, Kevin, we, we gotta take a break. Hold on, hold up, hold your thought now. We gotta take a break, but when we come back, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to talk about the University of Central Florida versus Auburn, but I also wanna bring in the fact that, hey, look, for all you guys out there that think, and, and I, have, I have, have my thoughts too now, but don't get me wrong, but when we come back, I want for all you guys that thinks that the University of Central Florida should have been in the, in, in the playoffs, all right? We're going to discuss that. So all you guys that, are, that, that have that thought, University of Central Florida, 13-0, and 0, beating the SEC team, beating Auburn, should have been in the playoffs. Hey, look, we're going to talk about that when we get back. Right now we're going to take a break. Yeah, we, we're going to address this when we get back because I think some people are delusional out there. But anyway, we'll take a break. You'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown.
3: This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav We're diving into planning your 2018 outdoor adventures Find out about prime DIY hunting opportunities across the country Get the how-tos of applying for tags And listen for advice from the pros who hunt full-time Joining us is Kevin Steele, host of Peterson's Hunting Adventures Jeremy Millette with Silencer Shop, Mrs. Bunny, and more It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel Join Matt Fish and
0: Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. This is The Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Brown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. So we're
1: back. And man, we're sitting here talking about the universe of Central Florida and whether or not they should have been included in the playoffs. Okay, so here's the deal, family. Now, the only thing that we can actually really assume or argue is that there should be more teams in the playoffs. Wouldn't you say that, that would be correct, Kevin? We should go to a, at least an eight, a 16-team playoff, eight, eight eight games. I,
2: I think eight would be great. I mean, let's look at it. You'll get the five conference champions, and then you put three wild cards in um, – or at large bids, however you want to say it, and then you see them one to eight, and you, you play the uh, the four quarterfinal games, and then I guess maybe you can use uh, January one as uh the uh, the the semifinals, or you could just use uh the, the 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 January one day you could have eight bowl games or what, what four bowl games as the uh, as the semi. As the quarterfinals on January one and next week, uh the, the the quarterfinals and then the fifteenth will be the finals. I mean, let's just be honest. College football is really sampling to see they want to do this, but now that they see that the money is there, I see it's gonna
1: happen within the next uh three or four years. Oh I man, it's gonna happen. But but let's 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 throw some hypothetical Okay. thats in the playoffs. Let's just say there's a six team playoff. Oh, we can say eight, but let's just put UCF in the playoff. All right. Okay. Now let's just say US, UCF is
2: one of eight teams.
1: Ohio one of State 18, is in as well.
2: Okay.
1: Ohio and State and USC
2: because because they won the yep. Pac-12. Yeah. Let's
1: just go with those last four bowl games as playoff games. Okay. Let, let's do that. And, and again, we're talking week night. Team. so let's say all right. So we got the Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma. We got all of that already. Let's let's go. UCF, Auburn is a playoff game. Notre Dame, LSU is a playoff game. How does that sound? I mean, to yeah. me, because hey, hey, New Year's Day bowl games, all forties, all all eight of these teams made it to a New Year's Day bowl game. So let's hey, let's make that your playoff. No, but yeah. the you know, Michigan and South Carolina, you know, that's an argument. But anyway, nonetheless, okay, so let's say UCF is in the playoffs, they beat Auburn. All right. So now you yeah. move on to the second round of the playoffs. Who you gonna beat? Who who, who? out of those four teams and, and and don't get me wrong, now, hey, man, I'm as much a supporter of UCF as anybody. I think the parity of college football right now allows UCF to be able to go out and recruit and be able to be as competitive as anybody in the country. Now, I will say this. I think the difference, not only was it a great offensive scheme that Scott Frost brought to the University of Central Florida... I think that their defensive line, their defense is, is as good as I've ever seen the University of Central Florida play. Who's at number nine? I, I don't know who that rascal is, but I'll tell you what. That's number a plan. Nine number nine number Number nine and number yes, five. Out. Yes, sir. Those dudes played, and they showed. Now, so what happens at the University of Central Florida, you know, we're in the, the hotbed of recruiting. So you're in the state of Florida and these guys sit around. You got Florida, Florida State, Miami. Those are the big dogs in town. But these other kids are sitting there saying, hey, look, Florida, Miami and Florida State are trying to say I'm not good enough to play for them. So they won't recruit me, but I don't want to leave home. I got the University of Central Florida right here. I got the University of Central Florida it's in Orlando. You got Disney World. You got one of the, you know, the top vacation destinations in the country. You know, you got Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, you got all that over there. Then you got South Florida over there, Tampa. We're you got Bush Tampa. Gardens, you got the Beach, Bush you got Gardens, yeah. exactly. I mean, hey, you 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 have you, you have a great life outside of football. You know, the cities that you're in outside of football are great cities. So, Miami, Florida, Florida State don't want me. I'm gonna go to UCF. I'm gonna. I think that they are hungrier at UCF to prove how good they are than some guys that are at Miami, Florida, Florida State. Oh, no doubt. Well, and
2: I'll tell you another thing, Hurley, is that a lot of those kids, like there's a couple of kids from um, on Central Florida's team from, south, from, um, from Central. Uh, one of them's a D lineman. I remember he was at Central. He was like 6'2", maybe 250. Well, now you get the red shirt. You get to go gain some weight. There's no pressure on you. There's no fan base saying you're a bust. You develop. You're a red shirt sophomore or a red shirt junior. You have come into your own. You understand the game. And to be honest with you, um, you got a shot to make the league if you just put one, two good seasons together. Because nowadays the scouts will find you any place.
1: So if you can play. They'll but you got to remember, now, so it's not like you haven't had success at the University of Central Florida, as far as the NFL. No, because look yeah. at what you got now: Latavius Murray, now with the yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Brandon Marshall. Well, well, that's, the, that's the thing Sante about, about, about about this Florida thing: Florida
2: Atlantic, South Florida, Central Florida, and Florida International, and for the most part, bethune Fam have all put people in the league for years. Yes.
1: Yeah. And they've I mean, been successful you, in the league
2: for a, years. Look, it's, look, no disrespect to Texas or
1: California, but it's, it's
2: evident that the best football talent in this country is in the state of Florida because everybody's trying to recruit here. And if you notice, every coach that's, that's coaching right now
3: win. You had
2: a 13-win uh, Central Florida, an 11-win Florida Atlantic, a 10-win Miami, a eight win FIU, a seven win FSU. Only team that lost this year was Florida, and this is be honest, they'll win next year. So yeah. even even West Florida, West Florida's in its second year as a program, went to the Division II championship game. I mean,
1: yeah. you got there's be a lot a horrible to be said, coach. man. There's a lot you to be can, said, yeah, about about the football in the coach. state of Florida. You got to be a horrible coach not to be able to win in the state of Florida. Yeah, now, nah, but we let's finish. We gonna finish up this segment with this UCF thing now nah, because again, I got my cousin Traverse Johnson. He's all over my butt telling me to give his school some props. I'm gonna give you your props, Kel. I mean Traverse, 13 and 0. There's a whole bunch of teams out there that would love to go 13 and 0, buddy. Oh yeah. But I don't think y'all were quite ready this year to be in the playoffs. Now you beat Auburn. And he got mad at me yesterday, and hung the phone up on me yesterday because I said, "Well, oh, Auburn just stunk is. up the place." Yeah, he got he got hot. He called me four times. Man, what? Well, so what you gonna say about UCF now? Hey man, y'all, hey, yeah, you had a great game. You had a great game. Proud of you. Happy to be from Central Florida. But yeah, but I, Auburn stunk up I, the place.
2: I don't want to take away from what Central Florida did, but I I do want to accent this. That game proved to me that Scott Frost is a better coach than Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn had better talent, and he did less with it. I mean, they basically allowed Central Florida to win that game by the simplicity of their game plan. I mean, and I know some of that had to do with the players because to me it just seemed like in the first half, I know Auburn gave lip service that they wanted to be there, but they showed they didn't want to be there.
1: Exactly. Me. They thought that they, they were going to walk the in. in. Florida State. Exactly. Thought they were just going to walk in, go in there, hey, look, shoot, man, we all win the SEC. These cats can't play with us. And all of a sudden, you're in a dogfight. McKenzie Milton played mm-hmm. a great game. Two touchdown passes, ran for a third when He actually ran for 116 yards against an nice. SEC football team. All right? Yeah. And then towards the end, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, okay, Auburn's got a chance to march the ball down the field and win the game. You throw a pick. And then Jared it's the second pick of the day. It was a pick six, yeah. It was a pick six. I mean, come on, man. You can't win, guys. I don't care who you're playing. But, but again, like you said, Kelvin, I'm not going to take anything away from the University of Central Florida did this year. Well, well I'm well, saying this, early, The best
2: DB on that field was Mike Hughes. Okay. The guy from Central Florida. So, from a skill position standpoint, any team from Florida has a chance because the only difference in a guy that's from Florida playing at Auburn and a guy that's playing at Central Florida is usually the size-speed ratio. Because um, Adrian Killings is faster than everybody on the field. He's just, what, 5'9", 165?
1: Yeah, and that was one of the arguments that we had, Kelvin. It was, you know, team speed. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, Auburn, they didn't have Carlton Davis. But you still had, you know, your secondary was still intact, and I'm sitting there looking at these guys like, okay, well, I don't think UCF's team speed is as good as Auburn, but bro, UCF may be faster.
2: Well, I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you what's different. UCF may not be faster, but they're quicker. But I'm gonna go back to what I'm saying about Gus Malzahn, and I don't, I mean. I'm not trying to simplify it, but look. Nate Craig Myers, or Myers Craig, the kid number three from Tampa, was the best wide receiver in the state of Florida. Yeah. They did not use him properly. Right. Because there's nobody out there that could have guarded him. But we didn't get a chance to see. Darius Slayton, you know, they didn't take advantage of the resources they had. Now,
1: to that point, though, Shaquem Griffin, and his defensive cohorts, they balled out. And you man, can tell them they do, watch the They sacked them um, six times yesterday. Six times? Yeah. Six times yesterday. And I tell you what, man, and again, UCF, my hat goes off to you. I think you had an amazing season. I congratulate Way you. Florida. Way to represent the state of Florida. Well, well, now, really, would let, they have, let, let's, let's if put they together, Would they have been in the ACC or the SEC? Would they have? It would been have been a different ball game, different ballgame. Yeah, that's what I was I gonna agree. say, Kevin. So now it's it's your total body of work. Let's don't go from you know three years ago you were you were 0 for, Last year you went six and seven, got the brakes beat off you against Arkansas State. To now you thirteen and zero, and you think that you deserve a chance to be amongst the big dogs? Let's put together a couple of you know eight, nine, ten game win seasons, and then we can invite you to where the big dogs are. All right, so that's my conclusion. Traverse, University of Central Florida, Unite fans. Hey, listen, great season. I congratulate you, commend you for everything that you've done, all right? But put together these seasons, you because know, even Miami wasn't invited to the big show until they started mm-hmm. to prove to everybody that they weren't just going to get beat by, fam, you in 1979. Oh, okay? man. You know what I'm man. saying? You, well, you had to go in there and you had to win 80, 81, 82, and then in 83, you finally got your shot. But great season. Merry Christmas. Right. Happy New Year to you and all that good stuff. Scott Frost, we'll see you at Nebraska home, boy. But, that, hey, but that's our stuff with this here. We're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to jump into the rest of these playoff games, University of Georgia, how they smashed Oklahoma mm. in Alabama. Oh, my God. Whew. But anyway, hey, let's take a break. We'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown.
3: at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports, right here on the Voice American Network. And let's talk football.
0: the get down with hurley brown to reach our show today call in to 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to the get down with hurley brown at gmail.com now back to the show
1: and family we are back man i'm getting these text messages over here i man y'all right I call in. My main man, Rudy Barrio, down at, at El Charro's, hey, if, you, if you're in Brevard County, you want to do some great Mexican slash Cuban food, go to El Charro's. Man, I go to El Charro's two, three times a week, taco Tuesday on Tuesday night. Man, I tell you, but Rudy, call me instead of sending me all these doggone text messages, man. I got to finish up my show. But anyway, hey, look, family, we back, and we are sitting here, and the University of Georgia in Oklahoma. Wow. Great game. One of the greatest Rose Bowl games in the history of the Rose Bowl. And I tell you, man, I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat watching this game. You know, I, I got my boys Woodmore, James Coley, James, congratulations. You and old Dallas C- C- Crawford, Kirby Smart, you guys are going to the ship. They're going to the ship. Boy, I tell you, man, I can't be more excited if it was me doing it myself. But I tell you what I would like to do. I would like to have that big old fat check y'all going to get after going to the ship, too. But anyway... Kelvin, great game. Nah, your I boy. Oh, you, but again, <laughs> dude, the, the game has changed. You know, you're looking at guys like Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb. You know, I recruited Sony, and boy, I was so hurt when when Sony chose the University of Georgia over the University of Miami. Man, that it was like it, somebody took a, a dagger and just stabbed me right in the middle of my chest. But Sony, Sony. The bag, you, the bag was out, man. I don't get into all that old crazy stuff. That's you You say that crazy. There wasn't no bag. I mean, the man just felt that, you know, hey, it was a better place for him, which, hey, it is what it is. But I'm extremely happy. Yeah, him and his girlfriend. Yeah, him girlfriend and a couple other people. But anyway, so, <laughs> but I tell you what, man, they played an amazing game yesterday. Baker Mayfield, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about him having success in the National Football League. I don't see it, but you are a great college quarterback. You deserve you the what, highest. He'll be a he'll be a backup for some years, but
2: I don't see I don't see stars. I don't
1: see no
2: no, no no no. Again, I tell you, they fire came fire. out in the
1: first half on fire. Now they came out in the first half, but I tell you, a lot of people don't understand. You know the the momentum swing in college football. It's not like the national. It's, it's similar to the National Football League, but that momentum, Kelvin, what they what they screwed up at and that it, it, going into the second half, right there going into halftime, the squib kick well, that your right. boy called. I'm tell you Oh, something. he snatched it out of the air, didn't he?
2: I took it for granted because okay, when they scored the touchdown, yeah. I left to go to Hooters. I said, well, "I'm gonna go watch the second ever Hooters." And I get there, my homeboy said, Man, 3117. I'm like, 3117? How the hell how the hell uh George the <laughs> They were just listen. getting their head pounded in. And oh, then yeah. when I saw that yeah. outside kick, I was like, Well, what I understand, he told the kid to squib it and he missed the kick or something like exactly. that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, and, and again, Kelvin, what 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 you teach for those guys on the front line? It's, you know, you teach them, hey, look, if the ball's coming, it's going to be hot, let it go. Because what you don't, because that could have gone the other way now. That very easily could have gone the other way. Because a lot of times, what that ball will do is it'll hit somebody on that front line and bounce back. And now the kicking team has the opportunity to recover that ball. But, man, this dude had, I mean, you talking about playmakers? You, you Dude, this ain't the first time that guy's been in that situation, obviously, but. Man, for him to make that play, to me, somebody should give him a game ball because if he doesn't make that play, the ball continues to roll. Georgia goes in down. The momentum t- doesn't change. and They come out in the second half. Oklahoma gets the ball in the, first, gets the, ball in the second half. It's a different ball game. But when that probably, kid made that play. It's probably the most athletic play I think
2: I've seen of the bowl season. That and the interception that the guy from Wisconsin made against us on the screen pass.
1: Yeah, Those two. yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but again, but,
2: but this one, but this one, like you said, it, it was a game. Changer. It changed the game, and it changed the game.
1: It changed the if game. Don't
2: make that play; they get blown out. They get run. I yes,
1: say. yes. Changed the game. Oklahoma sitting back, saying, "Oh man, wait a minute, hold on." Georgia sitting there saying, "Hey," and Kirby Smart went in at halftime and he said, "Look, we haven't given them our best." We haven't played our best football, and they came out and they ran the ball to the doggone championship game. Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. Now I thought that when Sony fumbled the ball, like, oh man, here we go again. But, yeah, but they just kept, kept Oklahoma, turning, man. Oklahoma, the
2: real Oklahoma showed up in the second half. Big yeah. game, big game follow-up
1: artist. Yeah, and you know somebody was talking about that today. You know, that was actually it was um. Skip Bayless on Skip and Shannon was talking about it today on how you know, it was, you know, Stoops, you know, it, and they blame Stoops for not being able to win the big game, the whole nine yards. But there were a lot of plays that were left on that football field. But there were a lot of plays that were made by the University of Georgia. So you, you look at what you're getting ready to have now, because, you know, again, Jake Fromm, true freshman, true freshman. But he is everything that that – Football is supposed to be, you know, and again, you're talking about Kirby Smart now. Kirby Smart worked for Nick Saban, coached at the University of Alabama for a long time, for, for a few years. And we're talking about the new and, and improved Nick Saban. Kirby Smart has been with Nick in those meetings, the recruiting battles. As a matter of fact, Kirby Smart at one time was one of the best recruiters in the entire country and, and the SEC. So, mm-hmm. Now, you're talking teacher versus student, and, man, this... I'm going to go with the students. Duo in the country with Sony, Michelle and Nick Chubb, and again, I used to argue with sony not argue with him, but we'd have these heated debates of, you know, why would you go to Alabama, why would you go to the University of Georgia when Georgia's, you know, the the son of Georgia is coming to Georgia as well, and he's going to be getting all the carries. Now... Sony finally got a chance to prove to who he is and I think the kid's gonna do extremely well. But man, they ran the ball. Kevin, they run to twist about you
2: recruiting Sony is that I think Duke Johnson was one of the main reasons why you didn't get Sony, and then he goes to uh Georgia and runs into the same situation. But same same situation. In your situation, I don't think he took Nick Chubb as a serious threat. Cause I don't think he, he really knew didn't. who Nick Chubb was. Yeah, he knew who Duke Johnson was. Yeah. But you're right. They don't. They don't just run with those two guys. They got the DeAndre Swift guy too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's gonna
1: he's gonna be something special.
2: But anyway, hey. Yeah. So
1: Sony, dude. Sony had 11 rushes for 181 yards, and then he had four catches for 41 yards. So he accounted for over 200 yards of offense. Then Nick Chubb, 14 rushes for 145 yards. Sony averaged 16 and a half yards per carry and he ended up scoring to win the touchdown after you know he was going to be the goat now they were talking about hey he fumbled the ball and it's going to cost us a game but the one thing that you got to applaud Kirby Smart for and his coaching staff was keeping those guys together keeping them together and they just kept chopping wood and ultimately they ended up winning the game now Lorenzo Carter now you remember Lorenzo Carter when he was coming out of high school he was one of the best players in the state of Georgia him and Chris, him and, um, our tight end, Chris Hernan, played high school ball together. Matter of fact, he was on the team that, was, that got beat on national TV by Booker T. Washington up in Georgia. He was supposed to be one of the best players in the country then, and he's still a great player in the league. Now, what, what, what is really mind-boggling to me, you got a team like, like Oklahoma, and you're getting ready to kick a field goal, how? How can you allow a guy like Lorenzo Carter? How can you allow anybody to penetrate that offensive line to get in there to block that field goal? That was
2: atrocious. I would tell you what that was worst. Yeah. The defensive the defensive scheme was atrocious. Listen, they showed they showed that run that Nick Chubb got when they were at the two yard line. I don't know what the middle linebacker was reading. I mean, he read that hole like Ray Charles and left a a, a gap. I mean, but they made those mis- Like, and I and I talked about Gus on I need to, to magnify what Mark Stoops is doing. Mike Stoops is doing at Oklahoma. It's it's just it's just it's a tragedy. He got some mandingos on that defensive line, and he got them playing some god awful defense that they can't get any pass rush out of it, and they can't get any run push out of it, and. I don't get it. It's like you got, you got some studs and you're not allowing them to be studs. And that's the one thing I got to give Nick Saban credit. He gets the most out of his players and he puts them in a good scheme, a good solid scheme and they play the scheme and they make plays out of it. And it's the same thing with Kirby Smart. Um, I don't know what Oklahoma is doing, but I'll say this. They won't get a chance to do it in the playoffs next year because Baker Mayfield, um, he he covered up a lot of deficiencies on defense. And I just don't see those deficiencies being corrected over a spring practice and a fall practice. Well, I tell you what, this I really was, don't
1: even care about what happens next year with Baker Mayfield or Universal Oklahoma. What I do care most about at this point right now, we're going to be mindful. Man, we got to talk about the University of Alabama because this thing right here is just something that, that's, that reminds me of us back in our days, Kelvin, when we, would, we were just out there destroying people. But before we talk about the University of Alabama, we're going to take a break, pay some of these bills, yes. and then we'll be right back. We're coming back and we're going to talk about the University of Alabama, how they destroyed Clemson and Kelly Bryant, made them look like an average ACC football team. So we'll take a break. You'll be right back to Get Down
3: with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies?
0: The Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Brown at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: And family, we are back. We are back for our last segment of the day. Well, we got to talk about, all Alabama football, man, and what they doing. Nick Saban said he went back to to what he does best. And that game was all about the identity of their football team. Now, Kel, the identity of Alabama football is about playing great defense, because again, we said earlier in the show, what wins championships. Defenses win championships. Running games. And if you can run the ball, you can win. Now, it ain't nothing flashy. And I think what happened last year with Nick Saban when, he, when, you know, with him and Lane Kiffin, and you know, they wanted to be a little flashy. They wanted to get out there and start doing some of what, what's been going on in college football. And he got away from what he does best. He's boring to watch, all right, because all he's going to do is run the football, do a little play action here and there. But he's boring to watch. Yeah. Man, but he's going to play some great defense. And that's what they went back to. And that's how they beat Clemson. That's how they beat Clemson yesterday, last night. He went back to running the and he pounded the ball, pounded the ball, and even Jalen Hurst was able to run the football a little bit. You know, you don't want to see him run the football a lot, but the identity of Alabama's football has always been play great defense, have your quarterback that can manage the game, don't have to win the game. And last year, I think Jalen felt that he had to win the game, and use your athletes, to win the football games. And, and that's what they got back to, man. And I tell you, everybody talking about UCF and they should be in the playoffs and stuff like that. It's a total body of work, boss. And, and I think that and they, got, cause they got edged out by Alabama. And the reason they got edged out by Alabama is because of their total body of work. You're talking about a man that has been there and has won four national championships while he's there. And not only has he won four national championships, Kelvin, look at what he's done with his players. He's got two Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's got, I think it was 43 All Americans. First team All Americans. 22 first round draft choices. He's it, like a nah, hundred and put, like a hundred and one to eighteen. He's only lost like eighteen, nineteen games. No, nah, he's
2: put up some gaudy numbers,
1: but it just seems like the
2: rest of college football has gotten away from the basics, and
1: they try well, to. Well, the rest of college football that. has gotten away from it because all this seven-on-seven seven stuff. You know, yeah. everybody wants to come out and throw the ball. You know, it's the same old thing. Everybody thinks that you, know, you can throw a hitch out there, and it's just like throwing a, um, I mean, a, a tall sweep. And that's what's wrong with the National Football League right now. We, we'll get into that. We're going to hit this for a couple more minutes, but the game is not as solid as what it once was. The, the game is not as good, I don't, I'm his game is not as good as what it once was. No, the fundamentals are horrible. Horrible? I mean, I'm like going back to what I was saying about Oklahoma's
2: defense, it's fundamentally unsound. I mean, some of these coverages I see these people playing, fundamentally
1: unsound. Yeah, but they go out there and they, everybody's doing this seven on seven stuff, you got all the kids playing on seven, don't get me wrong, I mean, hey look, I love the fact that it's keeping our kids off the streets. I love the fact that uh, allowing our kids to to go out there and compete. But... But they're not getting any better. Exactly. Exactly. There has to be something, even with our offensive and defensive linemen. there has to be more for those guys to be able to go out and hone in on their skills. I love the camps. Do the camps. Do the seven on seven thing. But do something with our interior guys that allowed them to go early. out and, and, and perfect their craft. I'm glad you brought that up early because here's the problem right now. You wanna
2: you wanna play this seven on seven bread out football, but you gotta have pass protection in order to do that. But you're not no one is teaching <laughs> excuse me, the proper pass protection uh, uh, techniques now. So, you know, they, they claim they're you know, trying to be, you know, safe for the kids you got these kids out here, and you're asking these offensive linemen to go out with, with without all the tools they need to succeed. Right. And then you don't understand why they're not getting better and why they're giving up these sacks. Is because fundamentally you're not giving them the ability to be good. And if you can't protect your quarterback, you can't throw the ball.
3: Exactly. And I think Nick Saban didn't
2: realize that. And he said, look, we're going to take all this guesswork out We're going to go with something that I know we can fundamentally teach,
1: and you can't mess up. And that's run blocking. Thank you. And again, when you look at now, when you look at those, uh, we talked about UCF's defensive line, and I'm telling you that they are arguably the best defensive line in the American Athletic Conference. And again, they proved it by winning. I mean, going 13 and 0. And they yep. showed it against Auburn, that they can play on that level. Those guys can play on that level. Shakeen Griffin, the defensive tackle. I mean, these kids are, are – they, they showed it to me yesterday that that Clemson's defensive line – and we talked about it a lot of times, Kevin, with, with the ACC, arguably one of the best defensive lines in the country. But, man, when you look at Alabama's defensive line, wow. Grown well, men. Grown men. They man. grown men. And, well, you know what? i say this.
2: Um, the defensive front four for Clemson don't have to hold don't have to hold their head down because they held Alabama the 220 yard total offense. Yeah, yeah,
1: they did. But, but the game so was won on the defensive side of the ball.
2: Yeah, they did. It wasn't exactly. won.
1: Yeah, they, they did exactly. I mean,
2: for the rest of college football, makes the adjustment and gets more fun, get more fundamentally sound.
1: Yeah, Alabama's one of those teams where, man, they just they fundamentally sound. Now, hey, look, well, keep, now we, got, we, got three minutes, we got three minutes to finish this thing out, and I promised our family we was going to talk about these national football, the national, the coaching carousel, and the National Football yeah. League. Now, boy, right. look, Black Monday was Black Monday, and it, it was ugly. Now, one of the guys retired. Bruce Arians from the Arizona Cardinals, he retired. Okay, Bruce, hey, man, you gave us a lot of great years. You know, thank you and um, you know, we got a fishing pole for you down here to get down with Hurley Brown. You give us a call <laughs> and, and we'll get you this fishing pole with your signature on it, okay? And you can go fishing, all right? But enjoy yourself. Get away from it for a few years. Then when you feel like you've done enough, you've, you've been an analyst for a couple years, you see how bad the game is going, you'll probably try to come back. I ain't going try it. You'll probably come back. No, that's why I say He's been doing it for too long. But real quick, Chicago Bears got rid of John Fox. Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions got rid of Jim Caldwell. Indianapolis coach let Chuck Pagano lose one of our guys. Man, come on, baby. That's Pagano. Sure. Sure. Yeah, man. Uh, New York Giants. Ben McAdoo. That was a while back. The Oakland Raiders. Oh, my God. Come on, people. How can you get rid of Jack Rio? But well, you, you think you're going to get John Gruden, which, okay, hey man. It, it, all right. Now, nah, I don't like the fact that you got rid of Jack. But – you know that's part of the business, unfortunately. And then the Cincinnati Bengals got rid of Marvin Lewis. Wow, wow. Well, so going to the front office from what I understand. Well, I hope so. But what it does, it and again, it just it it affects all these other different families that are part of that organization. So again, family, it's just one. It's it's, it's part of the business. For all you young brothers that out there thinking that, hey, look, I want to coach college football, you need to give a long, strong, hard look at, at the profession and how it, you know, may impact you or people around you, okay? I'm, I'm not telling you not to do it, but just know and understand what you're getting into. A lot of the guys go out there and when they get fired, they lose their minds. Oh man, I'm gonna jump off a bridge. No, don't do that. Just understand that's the nature of the beast. It's unfortunate but that's part of the profession. We all, when we got into it, we knew it, we understood it. Now, the family, that's our time. We'll be back next week. Same Get Down channel, same Get Down time, with the Get Down with Hurley Brown and my main man, Snasty Man Harris. Kelvin, Snasty Man Harris. People, enjoy yourselves. Happy New Year to you. I'm working on being a better me. You work on being a better you, and let's just all Go out there and enjoy life the way we should. God bless you next week. That's the get down.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the get down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the voice America sports channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.